Thanks for tuning in. This is the On the House podcast with Major George, Ben Brockman, and Josh Ward, and your host, Jacob Weeblehouse. So, uh, we're just a just a couple of guys, you know, four dudes, uh, getting pretty bored around campus, you know. So we're just gonna have a little podcast, you know. A couple guys with technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. <laughs> we're trying to get y'all a, the. The first episode out last Friday, but uh, we're just a bunch of dumb football players and couldn't figure out how to get it to record. So, you know, here we are now, uh, Monday. Great way to start off the week. Um, so what the show is going to be, we're going to talk sports, BS a little bit, you know, just how, how the boys roll for the, for the boys, you know. Um, just how, how y'all feeling about this? What do, you, what do y'all think, think is going to be fun? Think we're going to be good? Well, I know we all had a great time in the booth. Uh, booth, what was it? Uh, Friday yeah. recording. And I know Josh has been chomping at the bit to hop on the mic. Yeah, anytime I can get on the airwaves, I'm I'm about it. So, yeah, and it was really it was really good practice. I feel like you know we uh, we felt good about it, and then we like about halfway through we saw there uh, the numbers weren't counting up, so nothing was being recorded. So. Uh, yeah, I mean it'll be it'll be good. But they're steady ticking now. We're a minute and thirty seconds about into the show, so we know we're going now. Yeah, so we can call it now, right? We're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, this is all y'all get. Uh, all right, yeah, thanks we'll for see y'all in. next week. Thanks for uh, tuning in. See you next time. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, we're going to talk a lot of sports. So today we'll be talking about the Super Bowl. Obviously, uh, happened last night. It was a really good game. Talking about a few new coaches around the league and college and baseball, and we're going to talk a little bit of XFL as well. But first, our opening segment, I really hope we can really do this every week as our opening segment. We're going to call it Florida Man. And <laughs> you know the best stories always start out with Florida Man because you know you're due for a laugh. Um, so we're going we're gonna to read off a few stories about a Florida Man and talk about him and laugh a little bit. That's just about, about what it's going to be. So uh, the story I brought in for you all today is it happened... Uh, the 31st, that was Friday. Uh, Florida man swallows a bag of meth, nearly hits a, pa- a patrol car while fleeing from the police. <laughs> what, goes, what goes together better than Florida man and meth? <laughs> Florida man and meth, <laughs> that's, right? Uh, that's deep, man. Uh, so, are you, are you just going to read uh, the headline? You're going to give us some just, just read the it? headline. All right, that's, well, uh, that's all we need. I'll go next then. Uh, Florida man hunting iguanas with pellet gun. Prompts lockdown at two nearby schools. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, I that mean, happened the 29th. I'd say yours is a little more dumb. Mine's just a little bit more, like, druggy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, Florida man story was, uh, I think it was actually, you know, last year around this time. But well, it then was, that uh, doesn't count. Yeah, nah, it does. Nah, it's fine. It counts. It's fine. Okay, Let okay, it count. okay, it counts. Go ahead. Uh, but uh, a Florida man uh, got a brand new... Ferrari right off the lot and uh, decided to drive it full speed into the ocean, totaling it. Like immediately. Immediately. Oh, my <laughs> I, God. that day. That, that's that's <laughs> not too bad. I think my favorite Florida man story ever is when the dude's like going through a Wendy's drive through and he just reaches over and grabs a little like Cayman alligator out of the passenger seat and just chunks it through the drive through window. And everybody just starts losing their minds. <laughs> I've never seen that one. Yeah, I've never heard that. You haven't heard that? I haven't. Mm. Wow. Uncultured. Sorry, we <laughs> Un- Uncultured. Honestly, there's like, I feel like there's like, 
steps that make a Florida man story just perfect. You know, yeah. you got to have, first of all, it has to start with Florida man. Second of all, it has to be something wild that doesn't happen like anywhere else in America. Like it has to be a Florida exclusive thing. And then third, probably drugs involved. Drugs often, or U- just, usually math. At, yeah, and something something that just speaks Florida. You know, in that case, Gators. Yeah, Gators make me think Florida, Louisiana, somewhere out in the Bayou or something. But, anyways, so uh, let's go ahead and we'll we'll get on with the show. Uh, Super Bowl, uh, initial thoughts right after the game. How are y'all feeling? What did it go as y'all thought it was going to think it was going to go? Well, I'll say uh, for the most part, uh, it was a great game. First off, and yeah. uh, my thoughts on it were: I thought that the 49ers were gonna, you know, play their style of football, you know, and they did that for the most part for three quarters yeah. until you know Patrick Mahomes, you know, the meme where you, you sit up and you play whenever uh, you're playing video games and it's time to get rolling. Uh, that's what he decided to do, and uh, pretty much whenever that happened, it was over. But I'm just. Like, we were talking about it yesterday. Uh, what what drive was that in the fourth quarter? Like, second-to-last drive for the 49ers where they could have kept running the ball maybe? Oh, well, they had the ball. At one point, they had the ball, um, like, 60 yards to go, three timeouts, like a minute and 45 left, right? First and 10. And I feel like they were averaging, like, six yards a carry. They were gashing them for most of the game. And they threw four straight passes. For incompletions, turn the ball over on downs, and then the next drive, Kansas City put them away. So I don't, I thought that was bad um, that they got away from the run so much there. I mean, I know it was near the end of the game, but with three timeouts and only like 60 yards to go, they definitely could have run the ball some more. No, no, no. You want to know what happened? What happened? This is what happened, okay? Chiefs kind of played it off a little bit the first half. And then Big Daddy, Patty Mahomes, came out the second half, and he put that thing on the table. Okay. Okay. He came out, he said... I'm going to throw for some touchdowns, okay? We're going to win this game. Okay, Big Daddy. He threw for 286 in that game with two tutties, two interceptions. But you know what? It didn't really – it wasn't that bad because they still won the game. Okay, I'm telling you – He did it when it mattered most, okay? That's what matters. Chiefs Super Bowl champs, Midwest repping, Andy Reid, Hall of Fame head coach. Yes, sir. You just got Jimmy G on a bad day, man. Elite quarterback Jimmy G couldn't – Kept throwing interceptions, couldn't couldn't get the ball in the end zone enough, man. A bad stat for him. He was three of eleven with like thirty six yards and a pick in the fourth. Okay, quarter. yeah. So obviously in the fourth Yikes. quarter, in the fourth quarter, Patty definitely outshined Jimmy G. But listen, to their, listen to their stat lines though. Patty was twenty six forty two for two hundred eighty six yards, two touchdowns and two picks. Jimmy G was twenty of thirty one for two hundred nineteen yards, a touchdown and a pick. Patty Mahomes didn't just light up the scoreboard either, honestly. No. Everyone's ready but just he to... played good. It was crunch time. When it mattered most. When it mattered most. When it mattered most. There's no doubt about that. Tyreek Hill had a hell of a game, too. 105 receiving, 109, something like that. Um, when he got open for that long pass, that was the fourth quarter, oh, right? Yeah, that, that was that was a That was the game-changing play. That's what really swung all the momentum over to Kansas yeah, City side. Middle. That's how I feel anyways. Yeah. Another crazy thing to to notice is that all through the playoff wins the Chiefs have had this postseason, uh, they came back from double-digit point differentials at some point or another. So I, I think it was just kind of a testament that their team was kind of built to to finish yeah, games. Definitely, definitely. Here's here's the situation for y'all. 49ers win the Super Bowl. 
is Kyle Juszczyk your MVP? Yes. He's got to be. Honestly, he's he probably sure. – he, he scored the first uh, touchdown from a fullback since Super Bowl 37, I think. Mm-hmm. It was 37. Uh, it was Al. Mike Alstott. The the only way I, the I would have been happy yeah. if the 49ers won, is if Uzcheck won that MVP. Yeah. But yeah. well, honestly, other than that, I'm happy. That honestly, the I doubt they would have given it to him. But there were points in the game where Nick Bosa was unblockable. Mm-hmm. Like he was in the yeah, backfield. He was. He was. He was killing that left tackle uh, Fisher yeah. all game. That's part of the reason why Patrick probably had. Uh, a subpar game by his own standards. I wouldn't say by everyone's, but yeah, for sure. I was just glad. I was glad it was a good game, though. You know, yeah, yeah I, was, I was too. I was like, too. I thought it was, you know, two high-powered offenses. You know, it's going to be a good game, and it wasn't as high-scoring as I thought it would be, to be honest. Even though I talked about how it was probably going to be like seven to nothing going in the fourth quarter, <laughs> that didn't come true. But like, it was just really, it was, it was an entertaining game. You know, it had, it had. Good defense, great offensive plays, and it was just all around really good. It wasn't boring, you know. Yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like the uh, the Pats LA game last year was pretty boring to watch, and it doesn't do a lot for the sport considering the Super Bowl numbers are dropping. Oh, it was great yeah. to watch, honestly. That halftime show was great to watch. No, yeah, that, stellar. That's yeah, no stellar. Joke. I'm sure we'll jump into that. I, I, I can't I think mean, of a better. I don't know if we need show. to, but I mean, kind of spoke for itself. It yeah. was pretty good. Uh, what do y'all think the best commercial was? <sighs> they were. They were. Trash. Bad. The, I, I, they were worse. Post Malone's commercial was pretty good. I yeah. like Post Malone. Jason, Jason Momoa's. Yeah, Jason, Jason Momoa's was, was funny. funny. The other one. No, no, no. That, that was Roman Reigns. I like the Jason Sam Momoa. Sam Elliott. That was Roman Reigns. Lil Nas X. Yeah, that one was good. That was funny. The 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 Fox the Fox News one. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Fox. The one where the kid was like, "That's fake news." No, no, that no, was an Alexa no, one. No, no, no. That was an Alexa. It was like one. it was like promote. I don't know. Basically, it was just like a really patriotic one. I kind of liked, um, probably in response to some of Kaepernick's antics. I don't know, but we'll see. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we don't old need none news, of that. Old news. Old news. So, uh, y'all got any last words on the Super Bowl? I mean, just I'll, that it was an entertaining game. I think the fact that it was so entertaining because the two teams, like, whenever you just put them both on paper, or like. Polar opposites. Yeah. You know, like the Chiefs are run and gun, high fly, score a lot of points, throw the ball 40 times, 50 times in a game. And the, the 49ers are ground and pound, defense, old school. And, you know, I'm just glad that it turned out the way it did and that it was a good game. So, what, uh, what do y'all got for super early? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. What, what y'all, what y'all, who, who y'all picking? We all know what Josh is going to say. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'll not. go ahead and break it down no. for you. Oh, Next year, no. New Orleans Saints, New England Patriots. Hey. Patriots win by 10. I, I like all that except for the outcome you came up with, all right? I'll, I'll take I'll take that same that sa- those same teams, but I'll take New Orleans winning by a field goal. I'm, I'm about to wild out here, okay? Oh, my. Wild. Buffalo Bills. Okay, you already, yeah. already wilding out. They were Buffalo, Buffalo Bills for the AFC. And I want to say the Packers. But I know damn well they're not gonna get any receivers to come help Aaron Rodgers. They already have Devontae and, Adams. Well, yeah, one, but that ain't that's not enough. Okay. Um, um, but I don't know NFC. Uh, I really don't want to say the Vikings, but I know the Vikings are gonna be good next year too. Who that? But uh, I'll go Saints. I'll go Saints. But the Bills gonna win it. Bills, Bills, all the way. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) Look at at Josh. He's itching to talk about the Cowboys. No, don't even, don't even talk about the Cowboys. I put myself on this podcast. I'm going to be very unbiased. 
Okay. So this is my first step into proclaiming that goal. So <laughs> You're the first Cowboys say, fan to ever do that. I'm going to yeah. say, honestly, <laughs> like, if I had to bet my life on it, I'm going to say KC out of the AFC going back, and I'm going to go Seattle, Russell Wilson. Okay. I feel okay. like they might get some help in free agency. And no repeat, though, right? I think, they were a, I think they were a blown first down call. To moving on to the NFC Championship. I can see that. Uh, I guess that's a conversation <laughs> for uh, another time. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Seattle and Casey. Who's going to win? I think they're going to go back-to-back, Casey. Okay, okay, okay. So let's uh, kind of switch gears a little bit. Not really. But uh, on to Josh's uh, Dallas Cowboys, you know, America's team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, new head, new head coach. America's words. New, not new head coach, uh, Mike McCarthy, used to be a Packers coach. Total record of one twenty five, seventy seven and two. Uh, won a Super Bowl in 2010, 2011, What year was that? Something like that. Something like that. Remember exactly. Somewhere around there. Um, how do y'all think he's gonna do at Dallas? Do y'all think he was a good hire? Well, I mean, I think. Obviously not the most sexy hire Dallas could have made, but I think it's probably the best hire for him in terms of what they need as a team. You want to know why? Because why's that? Why? Why's that? Because he plays off Jerry Jones' ego. He's gonna no. listen to Jerry Jones. Yeah, well, I mean Jerry gotta, Jones. If if Mike McCarthy steps out of line, first. Jerry Jones is gonna hit that button on that shot collar, and Mike McCarthy's gonna. Go, just a little dog, like yeah, a little screech, like okay, a little dog. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What the Cowboys but need is for Jerry Jones, Jones to step down. To step down. Yeah. Like, he can still I be mean, the we're, owner. We're no, be yeah, the owner, but right? I'm saying the front office yeah, role he, he just tries needs to, to have. We've got to be realistic GM. here, though. I mean, he ain't going to. Well, then we got to be realistic, and we can't expect much. I Honestly, I thought they were going to go after um, the uh, head coach from OU. Oh, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I thought they were going to do that, I don't. to be honest. I could see them doing that, but I don't see Lincoln Riley leaving OU. I think he has a perfect he's setup such there. A good deal. He could get any quarterback in the nation he wants, especially when he's producing Heisman winners and Heisman runner-ups every year. Well, and he can keep going to the playoffs there too, and everything. But anyway, that's who I thought like the Cowboys were gonna go after. Well, I know there's also speculation about Urban Meyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he'd do in the NFL. I know they are going towards hiring more college coaches uh, into the NFL, like Cliff Kingsbury. Wasn't was wasn't, wasn't McVay? Uh, College coach or no, my he came from uh, he was an office coordinator in Washington. Okay, well never mind. But he's kind never of a similar. Then. He's a he's yeah. another really yeah, young yeah, guy yeah. that's offensive guy, offensive minded, yeah, innovative um, kind of. But Ur- Urban Meyer's a good coach, no matter what. I had heard that the Browns were trying to get him. Did the Browns ever end up hiring a coach? Yeah, they did. I f- I forgot who they hired, but well, we all have portable computers in our pockets. <laughs> Might as well look it up. But uh, while we're looking that up, we'll go ahead and we'll move on to our next coach. Bo Pelini is the new LSU defensive coordinator. Go Tigers. Um, Kevin Stefanski. That's the new Browns head coach? Uh, apparently. Stefanski. That's a fun name to say. Um, I'll give him two years. Two years? Two years. No that way. Seems, that seems generous for, for, Brown, yeah, for the Browns. I mean, Four games. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Just playing. Um, anyways, Bo Pelini is going to be the new defensive coordinator at LSU. He had previously coached at LSU before. Uh, I can say, as a Nebraska fan, I wasn't a big fan of him as a head coach. He won games, 
but we were giving Not up. We were, we were giving up about. Blah, blah, blah. We were giving up sixty points a game when we'd play Wisconsin and Ohio State. His uh, his efforts with the defense seemed very lackluster at Nebraska, but he was in a head coaching role. I think that he had too much on his plate there, and uh, I think at LSU he's going to do pretty good as a DC. Yeah, I think like what you're saying is that he wasn't the greatest head coach and all that, and but he was he's been a pretty good defensive coordinator and everything um, in the past. I feel like, and you know, I said this in our preliminary run, but he's coming in to coach coach defense. But this past year, I know they had a good defense, but LSU wasn't known for their defense. It was the it was the uh, the Joe show, you know, with the um, Joe Burrow, Joe, Joe Brady, Burrow, yeah, lighting Joe it Brady. up, yeah. <laughs> So I mean, I, you know, he's he's gonna if he does just a good enough job, I think they'll still be fine just because they're gonna keep rolling on offense. I imagine. He uh he didn't do bad at Youngstown State. Yes, he did. No, he was in the okay. he was in the national well, championship. He, one he played. Year. He was in the national championship one year, and no other of the four or five years he was there did he even have a winning record. Okay. So well. if you have a, a winning record at Youngstown State, one out of four or five years, that's Here's not great. Thing. Young, I mean, young. he obviously he fell off a pretty good ways, right? And so you're coming from Youngstown State to playing big, big time college football now. I mean, that's hard to adjust to. Yeah, and but he won a national. He, cha- he was part of that national championship State? team. Was he LSU? calling the defense there? He was know. the head coach. He was so he probably wouldn't call him the defense, and now you're getting him back calling plays on defense, it's going to take a lot of adjust time, too, because they're not seeing the same offensive schemes. And, you know, I just think it's going to take a little adjusting. And plus, LSU's losing a lot on defense, too. So, they're losing a lot in general as a whole, but especially on defense. You're losing Kalevon, you're losing Grant Delpit, Christian Fulton, Patrick Queen. They, they're losing a lot of guys. Yeah, so, but but last time be a work in progress. Last time he was at LSU, they won that national. They won a national championship. What year yeah. was that? That was he was there. Oh five, oh seven. Oh five, oh one. Yeah, it was somewhere well, in there. Looking yeah, at it as Ohio a Texas State. fan. Oh gosh. Uh, he's zero four against Texas, so I'm pretty excited uh, that he's going to be there week two next year, taking that L. Hold that tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all we got on. Uh, Oh, Bo Pelini. Uh, ben, I believe you want to talk about the uh, new Texas hirees. I'll, I'll let Josh break that down because I know he's on the insider track of all of these. <laughs> well, I guess I'll start on the flashy side of things, offensive coordinator Mike Yersich. So, you know, he's a, a guy that has been running the show offensively at Oklahoma State for a while and then last year was at Ohio State being their quarterback coach, offensive coordinator under Ryan Day. and. Honestly, everywhere he's went, they put up points in his six years at Oklahoma State. They had Mason Rudolph, J.W. Walsh, and produced receiver after receiver, All-American type guys. And so I'm really pumped for that as a Texas fan. And I know I'm trying to really mask my emotions. I don't want to get too high or or too low because I've been burned so many times with the horns of the Cowboys. But I really am getting excited about him because I I feel like – with Texas last year, you know, they, they always have the pieces to compete on a national level. But I just feel like, you know, that they things just kind of got stale there. And on offense, they didn't really evolve coming off 10-4 and four and beating Georgia. And I feel like with your sister going to evolve and just changing the staff. And I know there was a bunch of 
turmoil and stuff from what I've seen with with the previous staff. And I think uh, all the changes they made were necessary and good. And I think uh, on defense, especially, is an area where Texas needed to prove for a long time. I think they're going to get that. And Chris Ash and you know Ash has been the head coach at Rutgers and. While the record there wasn't great as a head coach, I mean, it is Rutgers. Yeah, you can't no one's ever won in <laughs> yeah. Rutgers except for Greg Schiano all those years ago. But, you know, before that he was at Ohio State and he was, you know, a national championship defensive coordinator. So I'm excited about both sides of the ball and both hires that they made. So I'm ready to see what happens in 2020 with Texas football. So. Well, and, like, the thing is, it seemed like this past year, like, they didn't have the greatest record and all that stuff, but, like, you look at how many of their games they only they lost by a score. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I think it was almost all of their games they only ended up yeah. losing by a score. Like Every single one. That's being, <laughs> Except for the Baylor game. They yeah, that's, that's yeah. being, like, close to, like, being a really good team. Like, you know, that's just one of those things. It comes down to the end of it, and you just can't finish it. But Yeah. And them being close is, is kind of like what I was talking about on a preliminary run, but... Right now, I'm a hopeful Texas fan, and like I said, hope is a dangerous thing because so many times Texas has had my hope crushed. Um, just like Josh Shear is also a hopeful Cowboy fan, and I think it's a lot more likely that his hopes are crushed with Mike McCarthy. But either way, either way, uh, only time will tell for both uh, the Longhorns and the Cowboys. <clears throat> so uh, we'll go ahead. We'll switch it up a little bit again. Um, NFL's done. College football's done. We're about to hit that <laughs> weird time where all we got is hockey and basketball. Spring slump. Or is it going to be weird the, with the, the spring XFL? slump? I'll get there. You slow down there. I'm excited for right, you. You slow down over there, little boy. Okay. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoiling, spoiling my bits. Come on, man. Um, but we got this new thing coming up. XFL, second run. Um I think they might have a chance to be successful this time. What 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 do y'all think? How y'all feeling? I think uh, that definitely. I definitely hope they'll be successful. I hope that they'll keep keep the league going. I, I know there's a lot of fans that uh, want to watch some football in the off season. That you know what I mean. It's like you're talking about. It's that dead time where it's hard to be a sports fan in general. And if they can provide us with a, a good product, some good football, I know a lot of people will enjoy that so I don't know what I really have no take as to whether they'll end up being successful but I sure hope they do my worry is that it's going to go the exact same way that the AAF did yeah in the sense that like yeah they may be great at like home attendance and everything for the games and everything but I'm afraid I get afraid whenever like the administration doesn't always seem like they have things figured out or it could be like whenever those AAF games were broadcasted you know they were really popular for about three four weeks and then after that just viewership just tanked yeah so if it's going to be like a huge national thing, I'm not sure. I could see it being huge for the regions, though, that the teams are from, though. Like, um, kind of like minor league baseball is for, for in a lot of ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think the thing that might help it in terms of a situation like what you were just saying is this is its second go-around, and the AAF was a new thing, just getting off the ground. And the XFL, they've been here, they've failed before, they've made some changes, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I'm just curious, uh, what what uh, what are y'all's teams? We got to proclaim yeah. our teams now oh, for yeah. the XFL. So I'm yeah. rolling with the Roughnecks. That's gonna be my squad. Roughnecks. Yeah, the Houston team. Houston. Yeah. Uh, I decided to go with the team with the coolest name. That was my criteria for choosing. 
So I'm going with the uh, New York slash New Jersey Hitman. Um, Dang, that is a cool name. That yeah. is a really cool name. Um, I'm going to tentatively say that for now, um, I wanted to root for a Texas team. And Dallas has a really cool uh, logo and team name, yeah, Dallas Renegades. Um, but I can't root for Dallas as it's basically <laughs> just a, another OU team with Bob Stoops there, Landry Jones, I a bunch of OU uh, players that I've hated. So I'll tentatively say I'm rooting for the Houston Roughnecks. That being said, uh, Houston is a super annoying uh, sports city. Any like They're always obnoxious. Dang me up there with the Cowboys and A&M. Um, but oh, that's I don't know if it's that bad. It's dang near, in my opinion. Maybe it's just the ones on campus at Southwestern. <laughs> but um, that being said, if it gets out of hand, I might have to pick a new team. But for now, I'll say the Roughnecks. I uh, I'm definitely sticking to my Midwestern roots, <laughs> and I'm rolling with the Battle Hawks, baby. Straight out of St. Louis, um, XFL champions, 2020. You know what's up? No way. Oh, for sure. Um. Pulled up a list looking at some of the uh, bigger names in the XFL. Aaron Murray, QB from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, Quentin Flowers played at South Florida the uh, the year that UCF Went on the uh, declared themselves the national champions, and South Florida was a pretty big opponent to them. Yeah, uh, Landry Jones out of Oklahoma. Uh, Matt McGloin, he played for the Raiders for a little bit. Did he play for Penn State? I, I don't I remember. I don't remember. Sean Oakman's also from Baylor, the <laughs> the famous meme. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, big dude. Super scary. Looks like the Hulk. He was uh, the, he was like the original, um, what was the, what was the guy, D, like uh, DK Metcalf. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those yeah. memes recirculated. <laughs> uh, basically stole Sean Oakman thing, the thing. Uh, Connor Cook. From Michigan State, he is playing on the Houston Roughnecks. Yes, sir. He was not bad at Michigan State. And then uh, Cardale Jones, he's uh, playing for the D.C. Defenders National Championship winner from Ohio State. Yeah, your St. Louis squads, they got they got Christian Michael as their running back. So oh, yeah, he was a big name. And they also got Matt Jones, too, that little two-headed monster there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Should Tampa be pretty Bay good. team. They're, they they got a pretty solid team. They got Aaron Murray at quarterback, and like you were talking about, Quentin Flowers. They're they're playing him at running back. So, so uh, XFL definitely going to be interesting. Definitely going to be exciting. One thing I'm really excited about is these new rules, man. Hey, these yeah. new rules making football football again. A uh, lot more hitting. Sounds like um, we'll just start going down some of the di- rules that are. Kind of different from the NFL. Um, so one of the first rules is uh, after a touchdown, there's no kicking a field goal after a touchdown. You're either at the two-yard line and you're going for a one-point, you're at the five-yard line and you're going for two points, or you're at the ten-yard line and you're going for three points. So potentially you could be down by, what, 18 points, and it's still a two-possession game if you can get those three-point uh, after touchdowns. Um, another another kind of rule change that they made, um, they made it uh, it's similar in the kickoff and in punts, but essentially they've made a uh, touchback um, be taken back out to the 35-yard line um, to help ensure more returns, like bigger penalty um, if you do kick it out of bounds or um, out of the end zone. Also, um, on punts, gunners can't release um, 
until the ball is actually punted. So, you know what I mean? They can't snap the ball, get 10 yards down the field, get a full head of steam punt. Um, they don't want fair catches. They want returns. They know fans want to see returns. They know NFL and college are both kind of trying to phase out returns. And so essentially with punts and uh, kickoffs, they're doing everything they can to ensure that people uh, return it more often. I think the uh, the best new rule is uh, the overtime system. A little shootout type deal, you know, like, like a hockey or a soccer kind of thing. There's uh, five rounds, and you start on the on the five-yard line, and you only get one play to score. And they do, like, best out of five. So if one team scores all three times, then and the, the other team doesn't score all three times, it's over. The team that scored all three times wins. Um, if they all score all five times or if they have the same score at the end of five rounds, it just keeps going. Um, I think that's sudden death after sudden, that. Sudden death yeah. after that. I think it's going to be a lot better than what the NFL has in place. Yeah. yeah. I think another interesting rule change is the uh, – the two uh, forward passes that yeah. can be made behind the line of scrimmage, I think that's going to make a lot of trick plays easier to run and stuff. Oh, you know Bob Stoops going to have some tricks up his sleeve. Oh, yeah. He's going to be drawing up some crazy stuff. And I hope they don't work out for him. Okay. <laughs> if y'all could make one XFL rule, what would it be? And it's oh. like some kind of iconic XFL rule. Like, as I talked about this in our, in our practice round, mine would be that instead of doing kickoffs – you decide who gets the ball first by – and this is only at the start of the game, so I'm, I'm getting rid of the coin toss. You decide who gets the ball by uh, having a, a designated team brawler. They All they do is fight. And so each team has their own brawler, and at the 50-yard line before each game, they just go and start slugging it out out there. And whoever wins is the team that can decide to kick off or receive. Um uh, you know, to me, that just seems like such a uh, like an XFL type of rule. Like at least the old school XFL. It's, I think they're doing things a little more serious this time. You know, they're they're not having the runoff or anything anymore. Yeah. Uh, if, but if y'all can make like a rule that's kind of kind of whack, what would you what would you come up with? I think I think after the the initial five rounds of overtime, Oklahoma drill. Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma drill. That would be cool. With, uh, with whoever, blocker or no? No blocker. One on one. One on one. One on one. Mine wouldn't. Mine's not that wacky. I would just propose that there is, they completely do away with targeting. Um, ben wants us to have CT. Well, uh, I believe that uh, you sign up to play football for a reason. <laughs> and targeting's uh, still in the XFL. I don't know. Well, I mean, they didn't. I didn't see it in the mentioned rule. I'm changes. sure it is. I'm sure it is. I mean, it may. Who knows if it is or not? But basically, I want to see them make football violent again. I want to see them take out all these sissy calls that they've implemented for player safety. Surprise! You're worried about your hat. safety. Don't play football. I actually left my hat at the place I'm doing rehab at. So, mm, big sad. Yeah, I know. But I'll get it back. But yeah, I have a make football violent again hat um, that I wear often. You'll see me wearing it. Um, because I, I thoroughly believe that's what our country needs to do. <laughs> <laughs> I would say my uh, change would be similar to majors, uh, something to switch up the coin toss, but I actually would do what the XFL had in place before. Like, so y'all seen the 30 for 30 on the XFL? Yeah, you know they, yeah. They put the ball at, at the 50, right, at the uh-huh. logo, and they had two guys like 10 yards away, and they'd run, and then they'd both try to – like cover up a fumble and whoever got the ball, that's who they'd have the option to choose receive or kick. But they had to drop it because apparently one dude like tore his labrum all up or something like that, tore his shoulder all up. But I, I think I'd it probably was a bring little that worse back. Than that. I think that'd be 
Interesting. Yeah, bring I back like the runoff. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was a fan of that. Either way, I just hope that whatever they do, that they're successful enough to provide us Americans with some more football content yeah. in this spring. <laughs> so, uh, really excited for the NFL to start up. Um, we'll go ahead and we'll move on. Y'all got any hot takes? Hot, uh, fresh off the press, you know? Fresh out of the oven? I got one. Okay, let's hear it. This is something that I've said for years now. Oh, it's boy. not sports-related. Here but it is. A hot dog is a, is a sandwich. You you know what? I think you're onto something there. Because uh, it it it's a piece of bread with meat inside of it. It's got everything a sandwich got. It's a sando. Okay, but it's it's its own thing though. Nah, it's a sandwich. Wait, so is a quesadilla a sandwich? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At any at this point, then any. Thing that has meat inside of no, I guess would, you use a tortilla. Would, it's not ice, bread. would ice cream be considered a soup? I was gonna, I saw would is cereal a soup? No. Yeah. Well, how is cereal? I hot dogs. Cereal. Th- that's what I'm saying. A hot dog's a sandwich. I think a hot dog's a. Hot well, how do you feel about a burger? Is a burger a sandwich? A burger is a sandwich. I mean, I'm okay with people calling it that, but it's a burger. Yeah. Okay. I, a hot I dog's a sandwich. Would call then. it a sandwich, but I can see how it's in the ballpark. But a hot dog is definitely a sandwich, though, in the same way that a burger is a sandwich. Well, I would say a sandwich has breads that are not connected. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a hot dog is in yeah, a bun, I, and the, the breads are connected there. Not only they're not connected, but they need to be on top yeah. and bottom. Yeah, explain, not well, the sides. No, and it's, like, it, sitting it, in it. It's not, I, I Hey, guess. man, that sounds like a Subway sandwich to me. That bird, that bird's I think you might have just got me yeah. there. I think you might have just got me. Subway sandwiches, they're still yeah. separate, though. It's... It don't matter how no, you eat it. You no, may, yeah. No, but I'm saying that the integral part is that bread is on top and bottom, not the sides. So sub sandwiches aren't sandwiches then. Well, how do you eat a sub sandwich? You eat it holding. I eat the it with my mouth. Okay. Regardless, I wish you could see what I'm how I'm holding my hands right now. But essentially, yeah, it's like it's like this, a taco. This is a podcast. I know, not a but video. it's okay. It's like a taco though. <laughs> Imagine. Think of how a taco sits. It's vertically, right? So a hot dog, the bread is on the right and left side rather than the top and bottom of the bun. I don't think that makes it not a sandwich, though. Well, that's what differentiated it from a hot dog or from a Subway sandwich. Uh, I thought I was cooking with peanut oil, and uh, Major threw me a 2-0 curveball, so I'm stumped. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with it's not a sandwich. That's just because Damn. it's my preference. I thought, I thought I was converting you, man. I'll go with you. I think it's a sandwich. Thank you. I, Thank I think you. it's a sandwich. All right. Eaten, eaten many a hot dogs. Um, many brats. Many brats. Yeah, that's my hot take. Hot dog, definitely a sandwich. Y'all got any other hot takes, or do I need to? Go ahead and go ahead and break us okay, down okay. here. I'm gonna break it down. I'm gonna break it down. So, uh, back to the sports world for mine. You, uh, you heard it here first, or you didn't hear it here first, but you wish you would have heard it here first. Um, Mookie Betts, star outfielder for the Boston Red Sox, is possibly getting traded to the Padres or the Dodgers. And let me just say, if he goes to the Dodgers, I might stop watching baseball, all in all, because the Dodgers are just going to be like the Golden State Warriors. I mean, they're going to find a way to choke in the postseason no matter what, but the regular season is just going to be a crapshoot. They're going to... Just blow everybody out. 
It's just like I think it's funny he has the option to go to one of the best teams or one of the worst teams, and I personally think he's gonna either just stay where he's at or follow the money. And the the Dodgers have a ton of money, you know. They even though they're so good, they they got that money and they always seem to pay pay their guys. Uh, the Padres, on the other hand, I feel like they'd have to probably get a, get a few prospects in there a little bit, throwing a bunch of money on top of that. But honestly, I, I I don't think he's actually gonna leave, just to be honest. Yeah, but if he's getting traded, yeah, it's not his choice. That's true. I don't think so. Anyways, I don't know how them offices work. That's true. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't think you need to worry about not watching baseball though, because like you said, the Dodgers in the playoffs just find a way to lose. They're experts at losing in the playoffs. I mean, it's gonna it's, be weird to see him in a different jersey if he does get traded. Yeah, I for feel sure. Like Mookie Betts is just one of those like guys that you could always see in a Boston jersey, just because I don't know. Whenever you play for like an iconic franchise like that, and you win an MVP, you win a championship, I feel like it's just hard for you to just you know up and leave. Like it was tough to see when you're like a five-tool player. It was yeah. it was tough to see Albert Pujols. Yeah, leave that's the biggest yeah, one. It was that one was difficult. Oh, I know that stung you. I know it probably stung you. Aren't you a big St. No, he's Louis a Twins fan. I'm a Twins fan. A Twins fan. A Twins fan. I'm a Twins fan. Okay. Twins. And Joe Maurer never left us, so you know what? We're living and living well. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go ahead and give you all a hot take. I'm sure you all can kind of uh, – you all heard me say it before probably. But Tom Brady is not retiring until he has a Super Bowl ring for every day of the week. Meaning he's got to get at least one more before he retires. And I'm telling you, he's getting it with the Patriots. If he's not getting it with the Patriots, I hope he doesn't get it at all. But he is going to get it with the Patriots. Yeah, he's not leaving. He announced it on that commercial. Y'all saw that, right? No, I didn't see that. It was a, it was a pretty well, cool commercial. Yeah, yeah I did like the commercial, by the way. With the Patriots, so. Well, they, he I didn't necessarily he was, say he's staying with the Patriots. I mean, I figured I he was done. Like, to be honest, I figured he was done because, like, Jesse, what he posted on Twitter and all that stuff, you know? Well, yeah, but it was it was the him in the in the alleyway. Yeah, I figured that was him, like, like signing off, you know? But Yeah. I think that's why he posted I think he's just trolling. Yeah, probably. He's probably building building media hype, you know, just because yeah. he's Tom Brady. Anything he does, he's going to get media about it. And he's know? kind of been that way this past couple years. I don't know if you've seen, like, when he – Finally reached a thousand career rushing yards in like his nineteenth yeah, season, yeah. and he acted like he was yeah, riding was, off in the yeah. sunset. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. think he leaves until somebody hurts him bad enough to where he has to retire. Well, I think he's one of those guys, which like, will be next year. Okay, well, it, hopefully it won't. Who, who hopefully knows? not. I wouldn't he, want to wish that upon yeah. anybody. But he's, I think he's one of those guys. Just from what I've heard watching TV, you know, he's got a he's got a family and his wife, the beautiful lady that she is, is ready for him to retire. Um, but I think what's kind of driven his whole career is his work ethic and his desire to win, and it seems that he's still got both. So I don't know, I don't know when he's gonna stop. I can see him choosing to retire if he can get ahead of Drew Brees and Drew Brees decides to retire. <laughs> yeah, if it, I feel like they could go back and forth for like at least another year or two on that, and just yeah. like whenever one of them decides to quit, that's when the other does. The only thing I'll say about that is, depending on how you look at it, he already is ahead of Drew Brees. Well, yeah, he's got all those rings. Well, no, I'm talking about, like, passing yards. Oh, okay. If you take into account all of his passing yards from the playoff games, like playoff and regular season, he's ahead of him in passing yards, touchdowns. He's ahead of 
everybody in just about everything. But, well, I imagine he's ahead. But of that's most like quarter- an extra, yeah, I bet he's ahead of most like quarterbacks a, and everything. In yeah, the playoffs. that's like an extra like forty games almost though. That's true. Of playoffs. So that's like another over two to like two and a half seasons. But as much as I would love to sit here and argue with you about your hot take, I mean. Once you see somebody do something over and over and over again, you just can't, you just can't doubt them to a certain extent. So, as much as I'd hate to see it, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw it. So, who you really can't doubt is Bill Belichick. <laughs> I mean, that's Either, the guy. Right? That's the engine. Here's the thing, though: Do the Patriots draft a quarterback this year? Oh, I wouldn't mind if they drafted. Anybody, I I wouldn't mind if they traded every draft pick they had to try to get Tua or something like that, or I mean it depends on the guy. I don't want them to give up a whole bunch to get someone. I'm not really excited about. Obviously, I don't, I don't know how I feel about like some of the, like Justin Herbert, some of those other guys that are just kind of more yeah. unproven. Well, I mean Tua also has injury things, but and I doubt they trade up like that. But I would not mind them drafting a quarterback one bit. Trying to be like the guy who takes the mantle from Tom Brady. Yeah, but we we like we know his career's got to be ending somewhat soon. Yeah, like, not, it, there like, is a clock play. on it. Yeah, we don't. He, know he's not gonna play is. forever, you know. Yeah. But I mean, he's still he's still healthy right now, though. And I figure until his arm strength's just completely gone, he'll probably still roll in yeah. the league. Until he has noodle arm. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think? We set it at two. Do y'all take the over or under? On two more years? Yeah. Under. Well, you you gotta set over That's under at like. Man. Halves. You well, know what two and a half then. Oh, I'll take. Oh. I'll take the over. I'll take the over. Oh yeah, I'll still say. Him. I'll still say he's got three. I don't know if he, how good he's gonna be three years from now, what but he's he gonna 43 be forty-three right now. Yeah. Forty-two. Brett Favre played till he's like forty-three or forty-four. Yeah. And Tom Brady probably hadn't taken nearly as many hits as Brett Favre did. I feel like I'd probably have. To Favre never missed a game though, too. I know, but I'm saying Brady missed half a season, didn't he? Well, Brady missed. He's I mean, missed he missed a like he's a whole missed, season yeah, I mean, with a torn ACL. Yeah, he missed four games for Deflate Gate. He's missed. I mean, there's been a lot of seasons he's missed the last game or two of the year for because they already had their, you know, seed locked up. So you're saying it's just going to take a bunch of bounty hunters to get Tom Brady out of the league like it took Brett Favre? <laughs> That's dang near what I'm saying. It's either that or it's going to be Bill Belichick, which I could see him doing this, just finally shipping him out. <laughs> like shipping him away, bro. Kraft would never allow it. Kraft would try not to, but I don't know. Bill Belichick's got that evil genius mentality. So uh, we're getting here towards the uh, end of our show, and this is a bit that I'm really excited for, and I know the guys are pretty excited about it. We're going to call it the Dumbass of the Week. So what we're going to do is we're going to go around the, the studio booth here and... Everyone has picked a dumbass of the week. And they're going to tell us who it is or what they did. And then we're going to vote on whose person was the biggest dumbass. So uh, y'all go ahead and uh, Mage, why don't you go ahead and start. Then we'll go around and I'll go, la- I'll go ahead and go last. All right. Um, so my dumbass of the, uh, of the week, uh, it's not specifically one person, but... I really hated those Super Bowl commercials. I'm not going to lie. My dumbass of the week is Super Bowl commercials. They just, I don't know, man. They've been getting bad these past few years. You know, you could see it it just going downhill with all of them. And I think it's just because of how much they cost is one thing. Yeah. And then, like, 
it also got built up to be this really hyped thing to have a Super Bowl commercial for a while. And, you know, once anything goes mainstream, it just goes to shit on, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I feel like they're just trying so hard to make them funny. I know. Like, and so the few thing. of them are they're, they're trying. They're, they're just... trying too hard, almost, is yeah. like you're saying, you know. And it's just, it's frustrating. But, I mean, I'm, the, I'm, I'm not one of those people who watches the game for the commercials. But, like, you can definitely tell that they're... They're not good. Anymore. Yeah, they're definitely something to, that that we could have looked forward to in years past. That I don't know if we can yeah. anymore. <laughs> and like, don't get me wrong. There's a couple good ones, but like, even bad movies can make you laugh sometimes. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, some of them were pretty good, but for the majority was, of them, they were they were terrible. Yeah, it was select few. Yeah. Well, I would say for my dumbass of the week, I'm gonna have to roll with. Skip Bayless. You mean Drip Bayless? <laughs> yeah, Drip, Drip Bayless. Drip Bayless. You could pick Bayless. him for dang near any given week. Well, dumbass of the week. You know, this is, uh, I guess I was scrolling through Twitter looking for my dumbass of the week, and uh, I guess I could give a shout out to Davo. Shout out Davo for uh, hooking me up and uh, getting me on the Skip Bayless uh, track here, and uh, basically. Him talking about how Damian Williams should have got the Super Bowl MVP last night. Well, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is was the most valuable player in that game, and I just don't even think it was a conversation, even though it took me having some conversation from Ben earlier in the day because I kind of was agreeing with him, but then I realized how much of a dumbass I was too for thinking that. So I guess I could kind of be, you know, split in half with Skip. As also being the dumbass. So you're the dumbass. Yeah, yeah, I guess we're both dumbasses. But agreed. You know, you got my vote. It's like it's like (laughs) it is what it is for Skip Bayless to do anything, dude. It's like just it's like just starting a timer and just seeing how long it takes for him to say some stupid shit. I feel like yeah, that's why I love him. It's great. I don't know. I'm I'm more of a Stephen A. Smith fan. Oh yeah, (laughs) same. Um, I'll have to say, my dumbass of the week. I don't know what everyone's thoughts are on TikTok, but that being said, um, I feel like there's some really good content to it, and also there's some annoying, repetitive garbage. And in the Super Bowl headlines, Patrick Mahomes' brother, I don't know if any of y'all have heard of him, Jackson Mahomes, um, imagine a taller, even goofier looking version of Patrick Mahomes trying to do all these famous TikTok dances like a dweeb on the sideline. He evidently has been getting famous doing it on the sideline of games. Um, I saw a video of him doing it on the field after the Super Bowl last night. And um, it may be one of those things you have to see to, to visualize why he's the dumbass that he is. But uh, it's just something that I feel like if he doesn't look back 20 years from now and feel ashamed of, then maybe that's just a bigger character flaw in and of itself. But he gets my my uh, choice for dumbass of the week. He's trying to get that online clout, dude. I, he's trying, and he's piggybacking his brother for that. Uh, I guess saying, I'm saying like he, he's he's milking he's milking that deal, man. He's like, because I feel like that's one of those people you get famous because of you know your family. Yeah. And then you can do anything when you have your own following after that. Yeah. You know, it's like his brother just won the Super Bowl, like a, a massive moment in his life. Yeah. And he's over here trying to dance renegade. On the field, like just a complete jack did wagon. He, did he look cool though? Was it like did he do a good job? Did he, did he, did he do okay? I, I, I don't. What is? Your, what are your thoughts on the my dance thoughts, itself? My thoughts. My thoughts. First of all, can my you thoughts, critique the dance. The, the real question here is: Can you? Can you do it? 
Uh, because if you can't do it, you can't say I anything. C- I could do it better than him. Okay. I'll say that. So. But that's I, not I'm saying my bold statement. That's not, that's Are you not calling him my, out? Are you calling yeah, him yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackson Mahomes, I'm calling you out to a dance. Oh, no, man. I'm not a dancer, but neither is this Jack Wagon. And I'll say dancing on TikTok is already one of the most repetitive things. But if you're going to do it, at least be like a cute girl or something. But then when you get this Jack Wagon <laughs> doing it, come I, on. I don't know if you want to say that one, buddy. Why? Like, Never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. Um, that was the shout out or call out there was kind of Devin Shaw esque. Shout out Devin Shaw, yeah. Roanoke baby. Uh, you remember when he was calling out Ronda Rousey? Yeah, it never blew up on Twitter or anything like that. But it he was like, have. Ronda Rousey, I want a fight. But she, 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 good she, Devin Shaw. That was yeah. a good. That was yeah. a good Devin Shaw. Good, she good, she would have had nothing to gain. No. Shaw would have got a black eye, possibly, <laughs> possibly broken ribs. And I would have paid to see it. Oh, heck yeah. So uh, my dumbass of the week is uh, the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, Gritty, who apparently punched a 13-year-old <laughs> at their holiday photo shoot for their season ticket holders. Gritty. Yeah, Gritty was that, that weird mascot that like just got unveiled like last year, whatever it was, <laughs> and he looks kind of scary. He's got grit, bro. But I guess he just like reared back and punched the hell out of this kid. Maybe the kid deserved it. I mean, maybe thirteen-year-olds <laughs> these days—you you never know what you're gonna get. Um, but the uh, the guy who was wearing the suit—he he was cleared of the assault charges today by the Philly police. So I guess he didn't hit him that hard, but. The kid swung first, probably. <laughs> probably. I would not be surprised, in all honesty. Well, shoot, have y'all seen, like, some of the games where they have, like, a group of, like, 11-year-olds playing, like, a group of mascots in football or something Oh, dude, like that. Mm-hmm. those are and hilarious. It's like, yeah, it's like there's a mascot with the football probably doing worse yeah. to these kids than what he did. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Them and... Yeah. So, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, we're just going to have everybody point here to whose dumbass of the week was the best dumbass of the week. Uh, so I guess we'll go ahead on three, and we'll point to whoever's dumbass was the best, and we'll let y'all know. And then we won't you're tell you. Yeah, we're not going to tell you, because <laughs> you don't need to know. This is a the us business, okay? You don't need to know this. So let's go ahead, and we'll go one, two, three. I was, uh, we were those guys. I won. I won. Gritty won. Um, I didn't know if I wanted to point at myself, because... I don't know if I was going to be that guy, but Major a, pointed at himself, okay. too. We were both that guy. So, so we're, both, it, we're both those guys. Um, but anyways, that is all we have for you right now. Um, thanks for tuning in. It has been a fun time. A little bit over 45 minutes, I believe. Not bad. Tune in Not too week. bad at all. Not yes. too bad at all. Next week, I don't know when we're going to do it. Sometime next Probably week. Friday. It'll be coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep but, an eye out. But you know, this is we, we're not like broadcast journalism majors or computer science geeks or anything like that. So this is the uncut version. We'll probably cut a few things out, but it is what it is. And what it is is greatness. And you know what? This one is on the house. We'll see you next week. <laughs>